You are listening to the We Are Better Men podcast. The views and opinions expressed on the Better Men podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. It is January 2nd, 2021. My Roomba is going crazy in the background, but I'm not going to stop recording because this is life. This is first world problems. Welcome to 2021. It has been a minute since I put out an episode. I think I've said that a long time, too many times, but I am definitely going to be investing some time into this podcast again you know 2019 and 2018 i went really hard 2020 of course was crazy so it slowed down off and on um but 2021 i think i'm gonna get back at it um you know there's 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 still so many listens of the old content that's going out you know on a daily basis um which is awesome to see but uh but yeah so if, if you're just tuning in for the first time my name is leyland dieno I am a single father from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, I'm a former very unhealthy guy uh, on an ever never-ending journey of, of of onward health. 2020 had some setbacks, um, but but uh, overall, I'm I'm still doing okay. Uh, I'm a business guy, a, a business geek. I refer to myself as. Um, I spent my 20s living life crazily. Um, in my 30s, I started, you know, focusing more on fatherhood uh, and and really leaning into my career. Um, and then the last couple of years, you know, r- really really leaning into my career, fatherhood, business, um, and, and creating. I've always been a guy that created. Uh, you know, even when I was out living a crazy life in my 20s, uh, my outlet was always jumping on a computer in the evening and building things and seeing creations come to life and and trying to figure out ways to generate revenue off them. Um, I'm, so I'm the founder of a couple companies, uh, smaller companies, a consultancy, but most importantly tied to this podcast, uh, a platform for men and single fathers called No Debbie Society. Um, and if you're engaged at all in the single fatherhood movement or fatherhood movement, uh, on Facebook, you've probably seen some of the content. Um, but that's my baby. That's what I love. It doesn't generate a lot of income. It sells some t-shirts. The t-shirts are next to no margin um, because I would much rather see the hundreds of guys out there wearing them across the world than uh, try to make a ton of dough off of them. So that that's kind of who I am, what I'm about. Um, I'm a politically conservative guy. Uh, I do float in the middle though because you know I I do align with um with taking care of those that are oppressed or vulnerable. Um, you know, no children should be born into a world uh, that they can't control in terms of their environment and and be abused or anything like that. That's something very dear to my heart. Um, so that's definitely something I care a lot about. Um, and just you know, being in the in the Western world, I believe that some of our tax dollars can support those that need it. On the flip side, I'm a, I am a, I am a conservative-leaning guy. I believe that there needs to be checks and balances and accountability into those types of uh, giveaways or those grants or those, uh, what's a, a good word for it, those social services um, that are supporting people. Not, I, I don't hate the welfare system. I appreciate that it's there. Um, I appreciate that we're fortunate enough to, to have it. I just think that there needs to always be checks and balances and accountability in those areas of life. Um, I've seen way too much in my life as many of you have based on the feedback I get as well. So all that being said, now let's jump into 2021. Uh, we are here. 
COVID is done. No, just kidding. COVID's still here. The pandemic's still in existence, especially in the U.S. and Canada. Of course, it's global. Um, it's going to be here for some time. Positives. What's going on right now? Um, there's a va- there's a vaccine, and they're they're getting it out there. The news, I feel, doesn't seem to be really talking about it enough. It's like, you know, whether it's health authorities or, or press conferences from politicians, they're not leaning into the fact that they're out there injecting this vaccine into people, which is going to start to contribute towards immunity or at least preventing these people from uh, acquiring the, the, the c- acquiring COVID-19. Um, you know, my personal beliefs are that I, I think governments take advantage of situations like this. Uh, to forward their agenda. But I also believe that the pandemic was real and that COVID-19 was real and that these happen every once in a while. I think it's 90 to 100 years. Um, and it's a real bug and it's a, it's a nasty one. It, it, you know, there's a lot of interesting data out there that I'm really interesting, interested in doing some analysis on post-pandemic, um, like looking at the flu, reported flu numbers, because apparently those are way down. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's there's some things that came out of the pandemic and, and COVID-19 that, that attributed to that, which is things like the fact that we're not touching each other, uh, we're washing our hands, so that common flu bug um, that our bodies can much easily or more easily kill off seems to have uh, have taken a, a second or third tier to, to COVID-19 and any other colds that are going around. Um, but I think that that type of data is going to be really interesting to investigate. So the point of this one was I did want to jump into something because, you know, I'm not just going to do a celebratory 2021. We're here. We made it. We're all alive. That's great. I think I'm going to position this this episode as, as how to or how I go about challenging the, these COVID-19 restrictions and lockdowns. So I pay attention to, to them mostly in, in America. So if you're listening in Australia, uh, EU, UK, <coughs> all those uh, areas of life. Uh, or all those areas, I should say, um, you know, a lot of this might not apply to you, but I know that in the UK, there's very serious lockdowns and things like that. But generally, I am, you know, I, I oppose the government, you know, a good example is basically New Year's Eve, our government, our provincial government, so our, our more local government, not federal. So if you're listening from the US, that would be kind of like your state government versus your your federal government came in and said, all bars need to stop selling liquor at 8 p.m on new year's eve now i need to say before i get into this if you were planning on going to a bar and partying like it was 2019 and 2020 on new year's eve you're an idiot uh that's just that's common sense like there's a pandemic there's a bug it's it's transferable i don't want to get it you don't want to get it most people shouldn't want to get it you you shouldn't be an idiot but that aside there were people, there were bars, there were businesses counting on these families, these people coming out, whatever the case may be, in their in their circle, in their bubble, and and buying food and liquor. And the government came in last minute and shut it down. And I believe that that type of policy is wrong. Um, I believe that that type of mentality for a government to have is wrong. Um, I, I don't agree with a lot of the policies that were uh, implemented here in BC, but... I respect science, I respect health authorities, and I respect the way that the government needed to go about a lot of things. I'm, I'm not a big fan of handouts. I, I don't like uh, tax dollars been just giving to people blindly. Um, but I supported most of the initiatives by our Canadian government and the American government. And I do think that the American government, as a side note, should be should be sending that 2000 out. So I do I do align with Democrats in the in the 
in the U.S. on that on that specific thing. But I supported all that. You know, businesses were basically the government came in and said you have to close down. If the government's going to make a decision and close down a business, they need to support that business in the Western world. There's no way about it. Yes, there's a risk associated with starting a business in a specific sector, but you know, and if you went, if you took a libertarian approach to it, restaurants would just say, you know what, I'm going to stay open. And if I get COVID, if people die at my restaurant, that's my risk. That's my liability. And people who would go to those restaurants would make that same decision. Well, I, I'm making the decision for my own body. I'm going to go to this restaurant and I'm going to, if I get COVID from them, that's my problem. We're not in that world. That's not what we live in. That's not how our ecosystems revolve and work. So the government came in and shut down specific sectors. I believe and fundamentally support the fact that the government injected funds into those sectors because they shut them down. That's 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 what I believe. So this debate that now starts is is how do how do you safely challenge COVID-19 restrictions? Because the reality is there's really two political sides and this is in the US and it's in Canada. It's actually, this is global. This is what I see when I'm reading and taking in content. And as soon as you do that rabbit hole, dive into the comment section on Facebook on any news article. There are the far left who believe that we should all be basically in our parents' basement in a bubble and let the government consume, take over our lives, guarantee our income, remove capitalism, um, remove that type of independence, uh, the, you know, focus on not just equal opportunity, but equal outcome, which I don't agree with. And then on the other side, there's this far right Alex Jones type listening garbage that's basically saying that Bill Gates is trying to inject something into us with this vaccine so we can track our every movement when we're taking a dump or something. Uh, and, 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 and much further nuttiness on, on the, that far, far right. Um, well, and then then there's those the silent majority, which is our which are us in the middle, um, and that, I I do believe that. So what do I believe? I believe in in like I just said, equal opportunity, but not equal outcome. I believe that everyone should have a clean slate and be able to have the same opportunity to to accomplish things in their life, but not everyone should be guaranteed the same outcome um, based on the work that they put in. So how do you have this debate now with COVID? Because anytime, you know, I, I try not to debate with people because to be completely honest, what normally happens is if I do comment something on a news article on Facebook, I'll get into this debate. It won't consume a ton of my day, but I'll get into a debate. I don't know why. Maybe it's a flaw. Maybe it's a vulnerability. I don't know what it is about me, but I can't leave something. So I'll get into these debates and then this person's starting to get heated and I just kind of shift over to a more comedic reaction because I take a look at their profile and I'm like, you know, why am I? sitting here debating with this person like they're clearly not aligned with me politically they fundamentally believe the world is a different is different than i believe it is and and that our environments and our and our society is different or should be governed differently than i do why am i debating with this person so how do you get that information out or how do you have these debates uh sensibly and and what i believe it is is that you you have to acknowledge that the pandemic is real you have to acknowledge that COVID-19 is real. Yes, I believe that COVID-19 primarily attacked 
its target was the elderly or the most vulnerable or those immune compromised and things like that. And that most of us were going to get it and then move on with our lives. I think I had the swine flu in 2000 and whatever. I remember puking all over my house. Um, I moved on. I had it, I believe whatever, whatever one that was. Uh, I think it was the swine flu. Um, and I believe that COVID-19 is quite similar. People are going to get it. It's a nasty bug and it sucks. Um, but the reality is, is that it can transfer very quickly and easily and then end up at an, in a retirement home or at your grandparents' house or at your neighbor who has maybe um, some sort of immune um, deficiency or, or some sort of medical condition that doesn't allow his body or her body to kill off viruses and they could pass away. So it is serious. It's new. It's a net new virus to the human species. This happens once in a while and our bodies are not prepared to fight them. So we have to take precautions. Um, so first you have to acknowledge that. If you, if you aren't willing to acknowledge that, then you're just ignoring science and you're ignoring data. You're ignoring facts, which makes no sense because it's real. It's here. It was new. And, and it killed people. And it will still continue killing people. It's going to be a part of life for a little bit. On the flip side, if you don't acknowledge that the governments have created policies that furthered their agenda and took advantage of the situation, you're just being ignorant. That's the truth. You're being completely ignorant to the fact that that's the way that politicians and the government works. A far left-leaning government loves handing out checks. That, that, that's what they fundamentally believe. Don't let it anger you. That's just the difference. It doesn't anger me. It's just not what I fundamentally believe is right. But you're ignorant to, to sit in or have a debate and not acknowledge the fact that that's what's happening. That is absolutely what's happening. The government, there, when Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, was with the the United Nations or whatever, and he talked about that global reset, that was a little bit of a slip, but that's what he fundamentally believes. And if you don't think that even on a granular level, at the micro level, our, our civil government bodies are making policy decisions to further an agenda because of this opportunity, you're just being naive and ignorant. They are. And there's going to be a massive pushback and, and there's, they're gonna, the things are going to happen now. We're going to have situations in life that are far, that are more left leaning than, than a lot of us, myself included, would like to be, see us more situated in the middle. You know, government checks are, are handed out and without, without accountability, without confirming that they're needed or that they're actually applicable in the situation. And the government's going to have to deal with, with what the repercussions of that are, um, so I think that that's kind of what I learned in 2020 about having this debate. I mean, I learned a ton of things about business, about health, about my, about mental, about, you know, uh, counseling and therapy and, and all these different uh, psychological aspects to life because 2020 was crazy for all of us. It doesn't matter what you were doing, whether you were sitting on your couch on CERB the entire time um, or you were trying to figure out a way to provide for your family, we all learned a ton about ourselves psychologically and other people in our lives. Um, but I think that that's one of the things I learned is that to have the debate, you have to be sensible to both sides. You have to be intelligent on both sides because both sides exist. What have I told you that, yes, the pandemic was real, but also 
governments are utilizing it as an opportunity. Because that's the truth. That's exactly what happened. Um, and we're gonna, now we're going to be in this debate for a long time. Um, this is going to be top of mind, you know, as we start to move out of the pandemic phase and lockdown phase, which I believe will happen in 2021, slowly but surely, the, 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 the political debates now are, they're going to start moving away from those things that we seem so obsessed with prior, which was like green energy and, and the environment and, 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 uh, liberal freedoms for the LGBTQ community, <laughs> LB. Anyways, that the, the the freedom of sexual orientation community is what I'll call it, which I'm I'm all for. I have I have no again I'm I'm all about equality. I don't I I believe that that's a fundamental right. I don't care what you do with your private parts if it doesn't involve me. Um, but those things are going to move behind a little bit. You're going to have the right really challenging um, the analysis of of the government handouts and the and and the legislation that, that was imposed both at a very granular micro level and at the macro federal level. Um, and you're going to have the left saying that it wasn't enough, and that's the reason that people died. And this is going to be our political climate for a bunch of years to come. But I think at the end of all that, what I've been thinking about is just the fact that for those of us that are, you know, we're out there, we're doing things, we're having impact, we're, we're trying to create things, we're trying to provide for our families, we're trying to be better men uh, than we were before. Um, we're going to have to be sensible to both sides of the debate. We're going to have to appreciate the data on both sides. And I think that that's absolutely cri critical to having a healthy debate is that you have to be able to acknowledge both. Because if you can't, you're going to come across like you're, you're like you're ignorant. And no knowledge is transferred in ignorance, ever. And that's something we have to remember. If you don't pause and appreciate and understand all of the, 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 the information that's available before you enter into a debate, you just come across like you're ignorant. Anyway, so that's it. So 2021, be prepared. This podcast is going to get political. It's going to get, I'm gonna, it's going to be personal. It's going to be all, I'm just going to be doing what I do having conversations just like I am. My kid's sitting behind me. You listen to most of this. It'll be interesting to chat with him about my thoughts after. But that's where we're at. All right, y'all. You have a great one. And tune in because I will be, uh, I will be putting these out uh, more consistently this year. That's my commitment. Peace.